to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on bff.fm or subscribe to the podcast at fortherecordpodcast.com. This week we're talking about Hug of Thunder by one of my favorite bands, Broken Social Scene, which starts out with a song called Halfway Home. social scene have been on an indefinite hiatus for almost six years now and part of the reason that they remain one of my favorite bands is that when they announced their hiatus I got to see one of the last shows that they played I think it was the third to last show in Buenos Aires in a tiny little club that had about the capacity of the independent I think it was like 250 people and all of the founding members there and this is a band that's really hard to corral and difficult to tour with because there are 15 original members many of them have their own independent careers now or even they did at the time there's in addition to kevin drew and brendan canning there's leslie feist who is pretty well known now amy milan of stars emily haynes of metric and and there are a bunch of other people too and so they played this fabulous show with all of them on stage and there was so much love and energy and you could tell they knew it was one of the last times they were going to be playing together and I think that performance sort of summed up everything that I love about them. And I'm so glad that they're back. Yeah. And of course, usually many bands, we come in with a deficit, but you have this deep knowledge and love. And I'm you know, familiar with some of these artists' solo work and I've heard some of the Broken Social Scene songs, but I'm coming in relatively fresh and new. It's like, oh, they're back. Okay. I guess all this is an album I actually pay attention to. And that effect, though, you're talking about how big it is. And I remember seeing that I think they premiered this particular song as one of the lead off singles. And they went on one of the late night shows and it's just like, how are there this many people? How can you get this many people to play? It's, you know, like some classical orchestra and the level of complexity is out of control. And so I, I was certainly experiencing that because as we're sitting down to listen to these songs and I'm I kind of I'm taking notes of like, oh, here's sort of the verse chorus bridge structure and I was trying to get to that on this song and it's in the first couple of minutes and it's about a four and a half minute song and you know within two minutes there's like the song's done and it's like first chorus bridge chorus and then just kind of goes into left field it's like well oh this and I, I use these notes of like V B C 
X question mark and it because it's just I couldn't even place what's going on in the song and it's while you're listening to it it seems like a total pop song but it's structurally very dense very experimental and you don't even think of that and that there are this many performers playing so many different instruments the horns and synths and it's kind of nuts yeah if you look at the credit list they have <laughs> there's slide guitar clarinet saxophone trombone trumpet drum synthesizer nickel harpo which is a swedish stringed instrument <laughs> bass guitar piano electric guitar acoustic guitar and then of course like six people on vocals so it's and that's what i think is so wonderful about their music is it's just total chaos but chaos with joy and a complexity and depth yeah that it's is just, just wonderful yeah to it is to. really joyful is like, yeah this song is the perfect song there's a little little kind of intro song but this is the first real song on the record and it's the perfect way to start out not just the sound but the attitude of like encouragement like hey we're halfway home you yeah know? well even that way that it's, it's just the start is just like Rah! it's just that has that horrible kind of squall but it's beautiful and it's just yeah they're not they're not messing around here yeah and so yeah they just keep plowing it on full blast on this next song which is called protest song first song this is also very fast but that one was very complicated i mean i called out how structurally Mm -hmm. there was so much going on and here this is almost anti-structured where it's just verse and then the verse is just these same two lines repeated back and forth with slight variations and then the second verse is the same as the first verse and then it's just kind of these same simple few ideas and then it's being expressed now by Emily Haynes, who I think has a super distinctive voice mm. and one of the members I actually am more familiar with her outside work and I think is just well suited to this kind of poppy and seemingly hopeful like a hey, protest song. And yet it's almost kind of tearing down the notion of meaning because it's so repetitive. And so I'm not quite sure what to make of the song. It's so catchy and seemingly hopeful. And yet it seems to be undermining itself. I feel like it expresses well what I think of as the overall intent of the album, which I know I've read a number of interviews with Kevin Drew now about why he why they all felt like now was the time to come back together and make another record. And they just saw that there was so much so many awful things happening in the world. And it just seemed like this is the time to like be strong and be together. And that's kind of the message of broken social scene. If there is one that the way to keep going and stay positive is to stick close to your family of choice and like, don't give in to cynicism, even in a world where that seems like the 
most obvious choice. And so the song in itself is a protest song just by just by being here, you're protesting what's going on. Well, yeah, that's one thing I noticed is in the end of that chorus where it's just we're the latest in the longest rank and file list. And she's just kind of and it's almost like she's becoming breathless because she's just pushing herself so hard. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going and just that mm-hmm. it almost becomes its own justification. And it's that part I found very appealing, even as the song is so much of it, it's just sort of seems questioning. And then, but the answer to that question is no, just keep going. Yeah. Power through. I'm reading from a particular interview with Kevin Drew, where he was asked, how would you sum up the overall themes of this album and themes of this album? And he says, if you're going to do it, do it together. It's going to get better. They don't want you to know that, but it is hold on and start from within yourself. Song does. Yes does state that beautifully if as i said there's still some ambiguity here i think there's the dark shadings are i I see present in the fact that it's so much of it is the plaintive part of it and the it seems it's the questioning to me is as much as the answer so i I, it's it's hard for me to take the full enthusiasm out sorry well i think that's all that kind of conflict is also inherent in the next song that we'll play which is called skylight Kevin Drew's voice so much. He just has so much expressiveness and expansiveness in his voice. I was excited when he started releasing solo stuff several years ago, but it never really kind of reached the heights. And I think he just can't really maybe get into the mode that he wants to be in unless he's with this group of people. I don't know. But I just love his voice in this song. Yeah, it is amazing. And it's the, you know, lyrically, you know, I said that last song was kind of unstructured. This song is just unbelievably repetitive where it's just the single verse and the single chorus and yet to me this is sort of a triumph of a his voice sells it every time and then the sort of production and orchestration where there's so many different layerings of sound so each time you're going through the same thing but it's a completely different experience because it's like oh different kinds of synths or some kind of cymbally horn cymbally drums or some really just bass drums or the horns at the end. And it's just so many different permutations and all sorts of weird little synth sounds hiding inside. And it, it's very hard to pull off that level of complexity without it just becoming a muddy mess. And the fact that it stays kind of clear is just amazing. Yeah. And I, 
the, the reason that I wanted to play, I chose the part that we played just then that was kind of the instrumental interlude in the middle to the end of the song. And it's because I think through a lot of Broken Social Scene's career, and I, I didn't come up with this, I read this somewhere, but the idea that the way that the songs kind of go off the rails with everybody just kind of coming in and doing their own thing as a group and it's almost like jazzy the way they take it in different directions was sort of like, is that a bug or a feature? But I think in a lot of a lot of their songs, they can kind of go off the rails in a way that's distracting. But I feel like on this record, they do a great job of containing those kind of bits of wandering in the wilderness within songs that have a structure that contain them in a way that keeps them interesting and keeps them thematically consistent enough that it doesn't feel like it's just kind of going out you know it's like who's driving this train I feel like there is a real great I don't know if it's the producer who was kind of keeping everybody on track but it's contained in a way that they haven't been before and I really and I I mean that in a positive way it should be hurting cats when you get this many sounds happening with this Mm -hmm. many artists and it's just (laughs) I could go on and go on and it's not gonna be very interesting so maybe we just listen to the next song (laughs) and And the next song is called Stay Happy, and this is one of the new female vocalists. Her name's Ariel Engel. I don't think you can read too much into any of these lyrics but this song does have my favorite lyrics on the whole record which is there may be dogs at the door but you are a lottery winner and maybe it's my hard head that keeps me dreaming rise and shine with dirt in your eyes sun in your head and never forget that it's all right yeah it's it is a just sunny sunny song and it's maybe the best lyrics it's also just like the most lyrics because you know i talked about how all these other songs were so repetitive and this one is just telling the story and there's very little repetition except i love that there's just this little kind of the hours the minutes the seconds and this will i be me which then is inverted to i will be me and that question being answered and it's just that again that kind of positivity and it's also just like a very sexy song (laughs) like it starts off with this kind of very ethereal and a little too much like almost a minute of kind of this this woo 
and then it just suddenly the beat kicks in and it's just very earthy and sunny and real and it feels kind of the least processed for most of it there's just kind of this high singing and horn and then at the end is where i feel like then you know where it talks about that the hours the minutes the seconds and i will be me and then they start just kind of stepping on each other and then it gets more and more processed with this kind of hiccupy mm-hmm. electronic effects and it's really cool and it's mm. kind of this satisfying conclusion to the song and yeah it's just really fun just again a satisfying pop song there's a really great balance i think between that bass guitar and then the flutes and then yeah, the, the like trombones on the trumpets that are not too loud and that's one of the things that i love about this record is the horns are there but they never overpower anything because there's it's easy to have horns overpower the rest of the sound but there's so much else going on that they can't really yeah here although they are let out to play i like that they're sort of what would be kind of a verse chorus verse chorus except the first chorus is just horns Mm-hmm. And then the second chorus gets this little bit of singing, but it's mm-hmm. really there. They're able to kind of hold that up. And it's just, again, feels really primal su- suiting, as I said, to what I feel is kind of yeah. very se- kind of sexiness of the song. And I, and I like that it's it sounds different. It doesn't sound like anything off of You Forgot It in People, for example. But like it still sounds like a broken social scene song, but it's going in a little bit different direction. And I think they are trying a little bit more experimental sound here or like trying to trying to diverge from what their typical sound is and that's definitely the case in the next song that we'll play which is called vanity pale kids had to play that beginning industrial beat intro because it was so weird and by the way it's did i don't know if i was the only one who heard it exactly as the beginning of everything counts by depeche mode but it was so uncharacteristic of broken social scene it was kind of like this is kind of a song that's a bizarro broken social scene both both in sound and theme yeah it's i especially coming immediately after stay happy where I felt like that one was such a kind of 
warm earthy kind of sexiness mm. and this is just like a dark kind of evil sexiness like it's this club track and certainly the the awesome video which we just checked out yeah, and you, almost, you, check you really out. have to look at the video and by the way if you're not our age vanity pale kids is a reference to garbage pale kids which oh. were a thing when we were a kid which for some i won't reason. explain yeah for some reason but yeah the video is hilarious and weird and it's this kind of a toilet a beatboxing toilet who's a recording artist who goes on a spiritual journey and it's all but he, but he also goes to the club and is like flirting with a sink, sink. It's, yeah it's very strange but it's yeah. it's amazing but it, it elucidates the theme of the song which is that chasing your vanity and your ego is will get you nowhere and it's kind of in a in an inverse way illustrating the message of broken social scene as togetherness and being with people in the real world and there's this great quote from kevin drew in one of his interviews where he says you've got to have somebody that's able to rub your back and not just write you a little thumbs up and it's like that's it's all about interacting with people in the real world and making music together and making art together and this this song and the video are all about just kind of like the emptiness of chasing you know a radio hit or whatever and the toilet goes on his spiritual journey into the desert and is talks to a, a council of three urinals. And one of the things that they tell him is more is the cancer of acceptance. And I think that's such a great, yeah. Quote. The, the, I, I love that the song has this, like the lyrically it has this sort of these brief verses, which are all about like, remember your house and being in your youth and how you would play with super, like imagine being Superman and then how it before it all went, to crap and then there's just it's super catchy that you want to be the size you love and it's it's a club banger until you like look at the lyrics and it's all about just worshiping the worst things in the world yeah. and just chasing after things that aren't going to make you happy and it's and it, that it works on both levels like it's catchy and then you realize that it's like oh it's so dark yeah. and i can still enjoy it as a party song while knowing what it's about and I love that it goes from this song, which is about what is clearly not the answer to being happy in life, to maybe what is. And that's the title track, Hug of Thunder. It's like a topography that is made from cartography of me. All those feelings every day, the bus stop was the size of the entire
it's obviously Leslie Feist on vocals, and she also played the keys. She's just got such a warm, beautiful voice, and the way it's so close mic'd and kind of doubled her vocals are doubled there, give that song so much power. But I want to talk about the title, which is obviously also the title of the record. And, you know, when I was listening to it, I was trying to think of what a hug of thunder meant, and I thought of it as a sound that can both awe and comfort. And I think that's what they were trying to get at. And, you know, we go from Vanity Pale Kids, which is sort of this worshiping your false gods of ego and self-aggrandizement to this song where you're kind of talking about being, you know, remembering high school times or I mean, I think that's what it's getting at. And, you know, that these are the things that actually sustain you. Well, yeah, she. I love this. We didn't play this bit, but she's talking about the, the sort of lyrics she wrote when she was a kid and just like this just kind of awful pretentious lyrics about I'm Sid Barrett and I'll swim to England in his clothes. And it's, come on. But then it's like, yeah, but you're a kid and you get better. And that's sort of, you know, looking back to that and knowing that you're, you know, you have good parts to your childhood and bad parts and that that's what makes you into an artist. And this idea of like, oh, I'm thinking of like, what did I do wrong? as a kid and I'm like I, I'm sorry but you know we'll we'll remember the good parts it's like certain times in our lives are going to take up more space than others and you know that notion of being able to focus on the positive and take that strength and that that youth is you know learning to be that like at the end there's kind of this weird coda which where the, she sings about there's a military base across the street and we watched them train mm-hmm. and that just like that kind of idea of like well there you trained to do something and maybe not military but in this case to make amazing music and if you're loud enough in a small enough club it gets pretty thunderous (laughs) and i just have to read another quote from kevin drew in an interview that i read where he's talking about the title and he says when leslie came up with that title was undeniable to all of us because that's exactly who we are that's our show we're trying to create that hug of thunder that sound that embrace amongst the chaos Touch is as connected as you can get. You're supposed to talk to someone and put your hand on their shoulder and look into their eyes. If you're staring at a screen, how do you have that? Where does that moment come into play? At the end of the day, you want to embrace people. A hug is a serious embracement. You do feel that love is kind of motivating power with this band. And I'm just going to throw this out because I keep forgetting to mention just the drumming is really good in this Mm -hmm. album. Mm -hmm. Like there's all sorts of just subtle kinds of syncopation and a range from just light cymbal taps to just the deep thunk thunk. And, you know, this song is maybe not the most, you know, most outstanding example of that but i just needed to mention it because i didn't want to get through the episode without yeah and the mix of the like live percussion and then what sounds like electronic percussion on some of definitely some drum machines in there yeah yeah and it's very effective and so we go though from i think this very warm song and then this next song we'll listen to is the penultimate track and I, i think it's a pretty disturbing song personally like it's very unsettling and it's called gonna get better
fan has explored so many different sounds on this album of you know warmth and energy and darkness and here's just profound unease and this idea of future's not what it used to be but we still have to go there and that this feeling of like you have to kind of just accept well this is the situation we're in and make the best of it and like some things will get worse and some things will get better and if you're lucky you can help make them better and it's as i said it's just deep unease but it's it's its own kind of hope and maybe the best hope you can hope you can have and that's the age we're in and the album that we have and i think it's only just in our discussion here that this went from a collection of really good songs to an album so we're gonna go out with the last song which is called mouth guards of the apocalypse and you've been listening to for the record we've been discussing broken social scenes hug of thunder thanks for listening 